I've actually thought about it and I don't maybe in my lips. I yeah. thought about doing it just a little and I've already talked to redacted about it. So you it. just have like a little pout. Yeah, just a mm. <laughs> but then I was thinking, why? Like I don't know if I really need it. I don't And if you think get it once, do you have to maintain often. it? It depends. Like after time it can help develop like actual collagen. Yeah. So your lips permanently will oh. be plumper. Depending on what type of filler you get, like Restylane, because my friend Maria used to get it a lot, and now she doesn't get it at all. Oh yeah, Maria, Maria. Yeah, that's her last name. (laughs) Yeah, Maria, Maria. So you remember her? Yeah. And now her lips are like permanently plump, but they don't look like they've been filled, which is even crazier. Because when she first started getting them filled, they look like they were filled, but I think over time, once it develops its collagen and everything inside dissolves, producing. It becomes a natural looking oh. and her, it's just natural looking now. Very good. You know who else I yeah. noticed has a little bit of a plumpy filler in their lips? Oh. Um, Florence Pugh. She, uh, John, did you I notice noticed the too? same thing. Yeah. I did when good. she was doing Hot Ones. It does look good. It looks yeah, great. She looks good. She looks <laughs> so fun on Hot Ones. Yeah. Also, I really like Jenna Ortega on Hot Ones yeah, too. Yeah, she's also great. They're like I haven't I haven't watched the one with Zaddy yet though. Oh, uh, Pedro Pascal. You knew exactly yeah. who I was talking about. I haven't watched his yet. I loved him on freaking Game of Thrones, dude. Yeah, he was one of the my highlights of Game of Thrones back when he Oberon. when he died. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, bummer. Yeah, we kind of oh, saw it coming. Alert. You got it. We did. Yeah. It was going to, it was bound Bound to happen. happen. I'm like, why did you choose to be a champion? You crazy, crazy, you dummy, crazy Dorn person. He was from Dorn, right? Yeah. They're all, I always loved like his, like his sunflower yellow. Me too. I was thinking about that. That was was Mm -hmm. like his color. I love that. He was just like openly like, yeah. Hooking up with men and women. Yeah. He's just like, Hey, this is what I do. Um, I would say that was like peak. Maybe now we're like in pink peak Pedro Pascal. I think, yeah, he's starting to have his moment. But he's been like in everything. He has been in everything. Everything forever until since like the dawn of time. Yeah. Also, um, speaking of dawn of time, we haven't been on here since the Oscars. Right. Yeah. Congratulations to Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis. uh, I mean, Brendan Fraser. All of these people who won, who were so deserving of it. Yeah, it was a it was a good one. I enjoyed that whole ceremony. It seems like forever ago now. It does. <coughs> well, we haven't been able. Sorry, everybody. We haven't been here. Um, we're not. It doesn't matter why. Yeah, but there it doesn't matter why we haven't been you here. Know, for life a while. happens, guys. Life happens. And. You know, sometimes unpreventable things will stop us from doing things that we love, which is this and talking to you guys and talking about movies. But we're back. Yeah. But I I haven't checked the email. The people are probably flooding it with where are you? Yeah, there's probably so many people (laughs) on there just being like, uh, you know, tapping their watch like, hey, girl, it's been a while. It has been. I love the tapping the watch. Because like visual. Have you ever done that? No. To like show somebody that they need to hurry up. No, because I feel like that's very boomer. It's it's boomer and it's also rude. It's it's just it's, it's, it seems so rude. It's actually really rude because it's like uh, you're inconveniencing me. It's like you can sh- you yeah. mind your business. Also, it's like why are you even wearing a watch? 
Yeah, who wears a watch? Just look at your I phone. Oh, Apple yeah. watches. Oh, my God. John, I have one and I never wear it. You have one? I, I have one and I never wear it. It just See, seems, that's how, it just seems John, awful. That's how. <laughs> yeah. You've never even seen me wear it because I have worn it twice. Yeah, it just seems. My brother gave it to me and I'm like, I don't need this. Oh, you got to sell this. it. Those things are expensive. I'm just going to give it to my other brother. He's already broken three of them. So when he breaks his next one, I'm just handing it off. Yeah, they just seem like easily losable um, devices that are really expensive. And it's like, well, you can't just pull your phone from your pocket. You got to look at the watch, look at the wrist. I don't want it. Uh, And people are like, I need to check my heart rate. It's like, girl, I already know I stood up too fast and I'm (laughs) going to pass out. My heart rate's very high. Yeah, like why do you need to keep it? Like you're not like at a hospital where you need to be hooked up to an EKG 24-7. No, also, I know I sleep like shit. I see myself in the mirror every morning when I wake yeah. up. I look like a monster. Like I can feel I that I had a bad night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need my watch to also read me. Yeah. Like, I, exactly. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yeah, do the, do, the, um, do, the, uh, do the Apple watches get, like, sassy if you haven't, like, walked? No. You know what? They do. Okay, it's not sassy, but they do... I think I noticed it saying like you need this many more steps to complete it. And I'm um, like, uh, duh. Like, hey, I uh, have sat all day at a desk at work. I'm going to need like, yeah. I'm going to need you to dial it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, chill out. <laughs> Please. Like you need to take some more steps. Where exactly? I'm on the clock. Right, right. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like they're just okay, like, watch. I feel like they're just like data mining machines. Like they're really like nefarious. They, like Honestly, they listen they really constantly are. and stuff like that. And the next thing are going to be chips. We are going to be living in. we're going to be living in the book rant Ooh, yes. by Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah. Uh, we will have portholes in the back of our neck and we will, we'll be able to record sensations and feelings and sell them on the black market. Also, that would make a great movie. Yes. I think it, I mean the matrix, I mean the daytimers and the nighttimers though. Daytimers and nighttimers and the party. Cool. The party crashing with all of the vehicles. Yeah. The, um, that radio station where you had to call in and guess. They would say that somebody died in a car accident and you would guess what song they were listening to. <laughs> yeah. It's so morbid. And people would win prizes if you were able to correctly gl- guess the song that they were listening to and they died. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. Rant is such a good book. It's very, very oh. good. Also, I cannot find Lucifer's Hammer. I told you I was going to send you that book, and I'm going to send you the book. I told you it's one of my favorite books. It's like the apocalypse. It's basically like what we're talking about now, end of the world. I can't Um, wait for the end of the world. John, you need to read (laughs) this, and I'm not joking. For any of you out there who are listening, it's still after we've been gone for so long. Um... If you guys are are not allowed to adapt this, John is going to adapt this into a screenplay, and that's it. I can see if it's happening. Let's see here. Please, I really hope not. Lucifer's because hammer. I want you. Who's the writer? It's so good. I wish I could remember. Let's see. I I think I've heard of it. Lucifer. I wish I could hammer. remember. Lucifer's hammer. Um. Hmm. There is a, a TV episode. No TV. Uh. And it's from a long, long there's time an ago. anime called Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer. Nope, that's not <laughs> a biscuit hammer. Although yeah, it's an anime. I mean, John, if you let a biscuit get stale, I'm not I mean, talking biscuit in English hammer biscuit. Is a pet lizard, it looks like. 
That's good. We're not talking English biscuits. We all know there's a difference here. We're talking American biscuits that are fluffy and cake-like. If you leave them out on a counter for long enough, John, they can become a hammer. Yes, they can. That is a blunt object after about three days. (laughs) Um, Oh, hey. Uh, Welcome to the show. It's called Mean Girls Interrupted. Yeah. And I'm John. And I'm Travis. And we're talking about biscuits. We're talking about hammers. We're talking about Lucifer. And we're talking about we're talking just about, so many fun things. We're talking about Justice Smith and Dungeons and Dragons. Who's that? Uh, oh, well, also, we should say what we're truly talking about. Right. What are we talking about today? We're, we're talking about a knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. was based off a book. Yes, by Paul Tremblay. Came out in 2018. I think it was called the, the Cabin at House the, at the end, end of the World. Of, oh, cabin at, ew, dude. Cabin at the End of the World. Last House on the Left. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there's just so many. Yeah. The Cabin on the Right at the End of the World Street. Honestly, <laughs> they really should have. I, but the thing is, so I am kind of interested. I would like to read that book. It's probably better than the movie. I would, I would venture I, to say. Listen, I didn't want to start off. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it does want to start off like that. It does. It does star it, Dave Bautista. John, it, it does. Who? Not bad to look at. No, definitely not. Especially like in a, in a nerdy, who's like, it's almost like nerdy. I like he, the nerd he side. Had a, he had a nerdy. Uh, he did. Uh, outfit. He really yeah. did. So M. Night Shyamalan actually cast him um, because he he was he loves wrestling. Was that he was no, he was in a movie. And M. Night Shyamalan Blade Runner. He really liked him in Blade Runner, and that's why he cast him in this. Yeah, Blade Runner was cool. I I do. Blade Runner was cool. A twenty whatever twenty forty nine. Yeah, um, and a half platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve of uh, doing. Doing Blade Runner, who then went on to do a really... I liked Dune a lot. I didn't watch Dune. I still haven't watched Dune, but I know it's good. It's It's gotta be. So, so good. I thought Blade Runner was super cool, dude. Yeah. Like, maybe it... I mean... I never looked. I don't know what its ratings were. I personally loved it. I maybe critics hated it. Yeah. I don't care. I like that it was like I such it was a fantastic. departure from the original source material. I was like, okay, cool. I thought it was freaking good, dude. <laughs> they weren't trying to remake it, but no, which is good because why do they have to? Yeah. Um. I also so also in the next Dune, uh, Florence Pugh is also in that. Oh, I know. Yeah, she's gonna be everywhere. It has like a. St- Stacked cast. Oh, well, yeah. I can, I actually can only imagine. And Zendaya is going to be in it longer, which means we're going to have Zendaya, Florence Pugh, both fighting for screen time. Yeah, well, I think um, Florence Pugh plays one of the Bene Gesserit. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to have to watch. <laughs> yeah. I should probably read it, though. I know that Dune, I already yeah. know that Dune is a book. I've just never read it. It's long. I haven't even, I haven't even attempted to. John, I read a book called The Pillars of the Earth when I was in jail. Yes, everyone. Jail. <laughs> we have been it incarcerated. It was one of the longest books I have ever read in my life, and it spanned across Hundreds of years and people building this church all for this crazy lead up to the end. 
I could read a long book Ugh. is what I'm trying to say. And this and pillars of the earth was good, but Oh my God, dude, you literally have to be in jail yeah. to read it. <laughs> you have to have literally nothing to do. If you have nothing to do, that's a book I recommend reading. Otherwise, yeah, just avoid it. Yeah. Let's see here. So there's another one that's coming to mind. That's in, uh, let's see, uh, do, 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 which is I, I, uh, so I, I subscribed to this channel called alt shift X and, oh. um, uh, they do like if they, whenever game of Thrones was on, they did like weekly recaps of the episodes and stuff oh. like that. Like these really long in depth things and loved it. And so he did one, um, uh, whatchamacallit uh oh gosh why can't i i'm mean, it's gonna come to me while we talk about this movie i swear to god but anyway um i'll, I'll just interrupt at that time okay, okay. yes please do i like that anyway we are called mean girls interrupted for a reason it wouldn't be a show without us interrupting no it wouldn't yeah so knock at the I guess, cabin knock at the cabin everyone it came out in 2023 three uh it was. yes it came out this yes, year it was this year this earlier this year not that long ago actually no john it went to peacock it's so, so quick, quick. I, I remember telling you i was going to go to the theater with my friend yeah. and then you were like by the way you want to watch it it's on peacock and i'm like mm. <laughs> yeah um so the budget was 20 million dollars and like okay um did it make its money back it did it grossed 54 million worldwide that's act- okay. Well, that's good, yeah, especially you know, because uh, it's the uh, they duped the us. main characters are queers. Yes. Um, Hi. But, <laughs> Hello. Who are Jonathan <laughs> Groff from? Uh, yeah, I think he voices. I mean, he's in that the show that I really like called Mind Hunter. Oh, Mind Hunter. Yes, 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 yes. Netflix. Yes, yes, yes. The criminal one. Yes, I like that show. And Ben. The serial killer yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his, his partner is. Uh, What's his name? Ben Aldridge. Yeah, I don't recognize him. Me neither. But sort of. A familiar face. I feel face. like I've seen his face, but I don't know from where. Yeah. And I guess it's irrelevant. It is sort of irrelevant because uh, he was in that old movie Toast. Are you? He's English. John? Oh. Hmm. He was in the movie Toast, was he? Yes. The one with Tilda Swinton? Uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, it was Helena Bonham Carter? Mm-hmm. And Freddie Highmore. Why did I think it was Tilda Swinton? <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, that's weird. She probably did okay. do something called Toast at some point. And also Rupert Grint is in here, who is... Uh, yes, I like that. Um, I haven't seen yeah. him in a long, long, long time. Yeah, it makes sense because he stars in M. Night Shyamalan's Apple TV Plus show, Servant, yes. which I like. Yes. Yes. I think it just so ended. He has, yeah. he has worked with him before. I do remember. Yeah. I do remember yeah. that. And uh, um, so Knock at the Cabin is about... Uh, two two gays who have an adopted daughter. Um, yeah, when she's cute. Yeah, she was adorbs. Uh, she's a good actor too. Yeah, she had a lot going good on. Little actor. She was able to carry it. Her name is Kristen Kui, yeah. and um, she's hopefully a rising starlet. I mean, she carried the entire movie she on did. that small back of her. I mean, like she had like a lot of silent moments with just like her reactions work. and they were really good. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's like a mature talent. Good for you. I'll be honest with you, though. I actually really liked the cast. Cast was great. 
the act i thought the cast was fantastic performances were were good right yeah they were i thought so i thought the the thing about this movie (laughs) is like the concept of this movie is really cool but yeah. it comes from source material. I love the concept. I love the idea of this. Yes, me too. And it it hooked me right away. I liked the characters. I, I also liked the so. But you get what you're kind of get it right away, like what's happening. Listen, can I tell you? I love that the movie started. Started. It just yeah. It, there wasn't any. You see a little girl catching grasshoppers, and all of a sudden. There's a Dave creepy Bautista's man comes crawling out of the forest. You that would be my happiest a, day in the world. Yes. Until you <clears> see <throat> all of the people behind him with weapons, yeah. AKA their tools. And he's they very call them nice. tools. He's very, very nice. nice. He's like, he's but, like, sorry, we got to do this to you. Yeah. That's very, when very I would sorry. start losing my mind. Yeah. He's, he's a effect- Dave Bautista is effectively creepy and sympathetic at the same time. Yeah, which makes for a good villain. Yeah, and even though he's not a villain, technically really not. They're not there to. <clears throat> they're yeah, just there to relay they, a message, and they like, hey, uh, so you guys have to do this thing, and also we have to do this, yeah, as well. Yeah, so it's um, so ba- Dave Bautista and his three friends, played by Nikki Amuka Bird, Sabrina. I thought she was very good. Uh, I thought she was great. Uh, yes, she. I thought they were all great. I, I truly do. I think they were all really great. Solid, solid performances. One of his friends is Rupert Grint and uh, the other. Fr- we already know he can act. Yes. And the other friend is um, um, Adrienne. Adrienne. I love Adrienne, her. Played by, by the way. Abby Quinn. I love her. Yeah. I thought that she. I loved all of them. I thought Sabrina and Adrienne were probably my favorite. <laughs> favorites out of them yeah yeah um and i do want to say this so technically okay so what this movie is about i guess what we should say is what this movie is about is basically the apocalypse the whole premise of this movie is yeah and the ending is happening like in just a few hours yeah which is really wild yeah so these people show up at the door they're basically we're the four horsemen of the apocalypse you guys have to make a sacrifice you have to choose which one of you and your family dies to save the world. And not and every only time that, you tell us no. Yes. Every time you tell us no, we have to judge the world, which means one of the four horsemen has to die. And whenever one of the four, four horsemen dies, another world ending event happens. Yes. So. And it's really crazy because What's nuts about this movie is I truly was like, so are these people actually insane? Mm-hmm. And I love that they did that because I'm like, is it real? Is it not real? But they quickly, like, but they quickly show their hand, obviously, because they're like, whenever they yeah. first say no, Rupert Grint is the first to sacrifice himself. And yes, so he's killed by one of the other um, four horsemen. And then they turn on the news and. Like an and, and some stuff's happening. <clears throat> yeah, uh, like a tsunami like takes out a very large chunk of the Western uh, United States and as well as other places. And um, they're like, yeah, it's happening. Sorry. And yeah, but they're also <clears throat> at that time, they were like, this is pre-recorded, which I totally get. Because I'm like, they came here four hours ago saying this was happening. Mm-hmm. And they're they're like, you like need to believe to, like, us. You have to believe to us. doing this. Yeah. 
it makes it feel like they are, but also <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's easy. I mean, I get it's it. easy to separate yourself from it. Right. Exactly. Which for me, because I'm like, why would they kill themselves otherwise? Yes. They're not here to kill them. Well, yeah. And then one of the so Jonathan Groff is like his costume is he's in a robe. And so, yeah, his costume is robe. <laughs> his costume is robe. And like uh, <laughs> he's a uh, he's like more of the one that's kind of softening up to this idea that this is all real because he has suffered yeah. a concussion by getting into a scuffle with uh, Sabrina. Yeah. And um, uh, who is a registered nurse. And she's like, oh, yes, so she, she explains it away. She's like, he's concussed. So he starts. So he sees like this bright orb of light above Rupert Grint moments be- seconds before he dies and he is starting to become a believer. And so his husband, uh, Andrew Ben Aldridge, he is like, he's the, he is the one that's like the most anti you guys are going to, he's like, you guys are in a suicide cult and starting to rationalize everything that way yeah. and being like, you guys are insane. Like we can't believe you just, First, you used your weapons to not only kill this person, but then decapitate him in front of us in this living room and you dragged his body outside. Yeah. So it becomes it gets dire really, really quickly. They're basically like, you guys have to pick which one of you is going to die or everyone dies and you guys yeah. live and whenever, forever. Yeah. When, yeah, exactly. So that's that's what's that. If they decide to not do anything and let the apocalypse happen, everybody but them will die. And there's sort of like a crestfallen disappointment whenever they find out that these chosen people are two gay men with like yep. with a daughter and yep. only one child because it's like um, they can't procreate. There's, yeah, there's no reproduction. Yeah. So um, so they're like slightly like, oh, that sucks. But um, but yeah, uh, let's see here. But uh, for me, that's like my dream scenario. What to never have people on this earth again? Uh, well, that, but also like, oh. you know, but, but also being 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 the one of the two gays roaming the earth alone. It doesn't, it, John. It doesn't sound too. It bad. doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> That's when they were like, no, for real, because the four horsemen told them basically, listen, everyone's gonna die. Yeah, like literally everyone except for you guys. Like, okay. And, and sure. And for real, they were like, we don't care. Let them. Yeah. The, the, uh, Andrew is definitely just like, I don't, whatever. It's, he's like, and what's your point? He's like, you cool. guys are all Sounds awful. great. I am going to. He truly was like, you guys are terrible. I'll let everyone die. I don't care. He's like, I'll still have the internet. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So they're just like having to face this, but here's the thing. Whenever I talk about this movie, it sounds a lot more engaging and interesting than the experience of watching the movie. Okay. I'm so glad that you're saying that because I was going to say, so I think once we get to the end, we can talk a little bit more about it because concept is so solid. Concept is good. The concept is so solid, which I mean, it's an end of the world thing. Like there's so many different ways it can come about. You can use re- religion. You can use mythology. You can use whatever. Yeah. But it's like, like there's so many different ways it can happen. But the concept is so cool. And in that basically through eternity, families have had to choose a sacrifice for, because I remember one of the things I said in this movie, they said this time. Yeah. They said this time. It's happened to be so before. In, 
It's happened before and it's continued happening forever and ever and ever, which means sometime, who knows how many years down the line, another family is going to have to choose someone yeah. to sacrifice. And we never really get into like why, why this is happening, which <clears throat> I don't, I actually why, don't mind. Why does the apocalypse even have to happen? I don't, I see the thing is, is I don't mind them not explaining it yeah. because it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, everyone believes in the, I mean, not everyone believes in the apocalypse, yeah. but those that believe in the apocalypse believe it's going to happen. They probably, this is probably their favorite movie. They're like, oh my God. And you know, there are people out there who truly, they watch this movie fully believing the apocalypse will like happen. This is a biography. Yes. Yeah, so as a family channel movie. That's John. What I was, I'll say this. They're probably planned it out. Like who in the family would make the sacrifice? Um, let's see here. Okay. So, um, so we do get to the point in this, in this movie where all of the horsemen have kicked the bucket. They're all basically dead. And the world is ending. And even, even Andrew comes around to the fact that, yeah, this is actually happening because it's, well, yeah, yeah, because it gets to the point where like, it's only Dave Bautista and the family. And he's like, and they're, Andrew escapes and gets a gun from the car. And, um, yeah, he's basically just, uh, it's just Dave Bautista facing off with them and Dave Bautista gets the upper hand. And uh, that's whenever Jonathan Groff is like, hey, don't kill Dave Bautista because, you know, I think this is probably real. <laughs> yeah, like you shouldn't kill him. It's the end but, of the world. But here's where. OK, so here's one of the things that I was thinking about. So, yes, they all die. Maybe don't kill him. But did you notice that every time one of them died right before that they were killed, the four horsemen, the four horse, one of the four horsemen that was going to be killed was like the world has been judged. Mm -hmm. Or humanity has been judged. Mm -hmm. If they had killed him before they had a chance to say that. Would it have brought about any more turmoil? Probably. Or do they have to say humanity or the world has been judged? Yeah. Yeah. Does it matter? Do those words have to be spoken before something happens? Yeah. Because I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe it was just because more on he ceremony said or whatever. Right. It could be on ceremony. But normally the person who is going to die said it. Because remember when um, Homie shot Sabrina mm -hmm. and Sabrina dropped to the floor. Dave Bautista's character was like humanity has been judged and then proceeds to decapitate her mm. in the living room, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is why romantic. But also, you can't see anything, yeah. which this is only the second M. Night Shyamalan movie that's ever been rated R. And the happening had more gore and it was about plants. I'm like, there are literal weapons in this that are menacing. And you saw the lecks of blood. Megan had more blood. Oh, and by the way, Megan now has an unrated version. I saw and that. I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I've given up. <laughs> you have? Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about Megan. Um, I have my reasons. Why? I have my reasons. Why does this movie um, oh, yeah. not have? Yeah, I know. I know. It, I hate like, it, too. What? I hate, I hate, um, <sighs> I hate cutting away from the gore. The, I guess you know. I know it's a stylistic choice. I think they shot this in 35 millimeter. Oh, that makes sense. It's done really, really well. I mean, it, they it's shot filmed. this movie in 35 millimeter and they used and I, I read this. They they were using um, 
filters that go over the lenses to make it look like 90s slashers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you kind of get that. Like there was very it was very pretty movie. It was a very pretty movie. The colors were gorgeous, which and then you realize when you shoot it on film, film, the film has this way of processing color and tones and light so much better than digital. Yeah. Yeah. It's like for real, it, it makes it so much easier for things not to be blown out. Like your whites aren't too white. Your darks aren't too darks. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I thought it was filmed really well. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything from M night Shyamalan is, is expected to be looking good because he comes from, he was a cinematographer first in the nineties. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it shows he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows, he knows, he knows his way around a camera, but, um, I would say, <sighs> goodness, because it's cause, so Dave Bautista is, is like, okay, you guys calm down. Stop trying to kill me and get away. You have to make this choice. And they choose not to. They say, no, we're not going to we're not going to kill one of us. So sorry, Dave Bautista. And he's like, okay. And so he uh, says whatever's judged and he slits his own throat. And then the forest that they're in immediately catches fire. And like this crazy dark cloud is like settling over everything like that, you know, the time it is looks the time it is now legit looks like okay this is the end of the world and they see a plane crashing down in front of them which is also nuts yeah yeah planes um, are just dropping from the sky which is wild dropping like flies dude Those are, which is a terrifying visual actually john it was i was like holy and what i did like is they showed the perspective of people in different cities watching them drop as it drops and you can hear the screaming and in one point, Dave Bautista said, in all of my visions, I remember the screaming. The screaming is the thing I remember the most. Yeah, I love because that. Because it never ends. You know who also, I was like, you know who also had, which, which movie had a, um, like, good, terrifying screaming as, like, part of its terror was Nope. Uh, the a Nope, yes. Like, it's all John, do you people, know that I think about that? Yeah. I thought about that the other day. Yeah, like the people screaming inside of, who are trapped inside of the UFO alien thing. They're in that weird alien that looks like a ship, but is not. It's just a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's just out here eating people. That did have a good scream. And you want to know what else had a good scream that I think about quite often? What? The beginning of the movie... Um, barbarian when she's in yeah. the car and it's like these demonic disembodied screams that you never hear again right except for in the beginning of that, that right yeah that's true that's true it was so good and i think about it that sets the tone. it's so funny it really sets the tone but we and so we do hear screaming when those airplanes are falling and all of that which i'm like okay dave bautista's character did talk about this I thought it was good that they had like those little bits of payoff. Um, but also what I thought was crazy, which did kind of bother me is like their cell phones don't work. They have no reception. They have this, but yet they still have satellite TV. Oh yeah, you're right. Which really annoyed the fuck out of me. Yeah. Well, this is for me. Okay. So the, the like the storytelling device to turn on the news to see what's going on outside in the world. Um, it's a device that's used in M. Night Shyamalan's uh, TV series Servant because Servant is also very contained within just a house in Philadelphia. 
and our window out into the world, which it also has something to do with the apocalypse in that movie too. Does it? Yeah. Um, uh, um, do I need to watch Servant? John, I pay for Apple and forgot after we watched Whoa. Causeway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I I mean, this, this series finale just happened and I watched it and I mean, I was like, whatever. But um, uh, yeah, I like that. I liked that show. Yeah. But anyway, okay. but it's. Do you uh, think, let me say this before you get to it. Do you think that he's better at television or film? Well, I think he, well, he created the TV series. He doesn't direct a lot of it. I think. Um, another Shyamalan does. I don't know if it's his another daughter. Another one? There's another? Yeah, there's another <laughs> one. And um, I think it's... Um, I'm, I assume that it's his daughter, but I could be, like, wrong. Let me just see here. Let me just... Let me just... Oh, Archival footage, blah, 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 blah. Good Lord, these credits are insane. Okay, these credits are insane. Um, <laughs> uh, so... Oh, it was created by uh, Tony Basgallup. And so I think he like directed. Oh, that's a delicious sounding last name. Did you say Scallop? Uh, Basgallup. Like a oh. Gideon up. Well, I would probably eat a horse too. You know what? Me too. No, I wouldn't. <clears throat> I actually. Oh, so Ishana Shyamalan does. Shana? Ish- Ishana. Oh, Ishana. Yeah. I always liked the name Shana. I used to know a girl named Shana. Oh, yeah. Shauna's a really good name. Yeah, I like Shauna. It's like, why? Yeah. You know? I would say, um, yeah, so she is M. Night Shyamalan's daughter. Good for her. That's a saw, good we, person to be yeah. related to. Especially if you want to be in <laughs> filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that was more like her vehicle throughout the thing. So he was being... Good for her. I like that. Yeah. You know, good gig. Good gig. Everyone likes to talk about that Nepo baby thing. Like, who cares? Let it go. Give it up. No one gives it's, it's a rat. It's been a thing forever. Ass. So get over it. It's not new. Um, like, quit being mad that people have opportunities, okay? Yeah. Like, what else are they going to do? No one cares. Are they going to say no to millions of dollars? Come on. I'm not saying no to millions of dollars, but nobody's offered me that either. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the the news oh, footage. We were talking about the news footage yeah, device. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been like way cooler of a choice to not have that. Because um, as soon as you see it on the news, it kind of just like ruins the is it real or is it not real tension. Yeah, right? yeah, it really does. Well, I think okay. Can I say this? And I think the re- I thought about that too. And I think the reason why they do that is because. Everybody constantly roasts M. Night Shyamalan for having a twist. This was the easiest way for there to not be a twist. They're like, yeah, you're not going to get a twist this time around. You're going to actually see it as it happens. But I will say this. I don't I truly. okay. so I get the significance of the grasshoppers being trapped in this bottle and all the people in the house representing it. Yeah, it's like because they're all the grasshoppers. Why did he keep looking? out in the forest why did it sometimes show glimpses of the forest there there i feel like there was something there because i remember at one point i i had to rewind because i was like did i miss something because it showed the forest briefly for one thing and dave batista was looking out and i was like what is he looking at yeah what what does this mean and then there was no payoff 
Right, right. Yeah, it does. There were some things like that. I feel like maybe it was just a no show of passage of time or something. I guess, but also at the same time, like, okay, there's no point. There's no mm. point. Yeah, it, it does start to, the movie does like, it's just very neat, simple. Dave Bautista kills himself to usher in the final phases of the apocalypse. And, but Jonathan Groff is like, hey, uh, you gotta kill I gotta me. Go. You gotta, you gotta kill me. Sorry. And he's very much ready and willing to be the one that dies, which I kind of have it <laughs> have a problem with, <laughs> because like, so yes, his husband does. Uh, the most skeptical one does end up killing his husband and saving the world. And his husband, the one who died, is the one who saved the world because he made the sacrifice. Correct. Correct. And uh, so he, which is. They make mention of the girl said to daddy Eric save the world. And you see a look on homie's face being like, oh, I didn't save the world. It was yeah. the one who made the ultimate sacrifice. I just pulled the trigger. Yeah. And so there's this moment where so daddy Andrew. Yeah, daddy Andrew. So they, they get <laughs> into the car and they're all very much shocked and odd. And they're just sitting there in silence. And there's like this weird levity moment where like. She turns on the radio, he turns it off and then he turns it on and she turns it off and then they turn it back on again. And then they, they, uh, well, cause it's the song they listened to on the way in. They were all singing it. It's their favorite song. Right. So, but the mood at that point is very light and like an yeah. uptick. I'm like, you just killed your husband. Yeah. John. And there's no, like, there's all the moral <laughs> like turmoil is sort of not there at all. They're just sort of like, wow, that was crazy. No, I thought the same thing. I was like, this is a very nonchalant for everything that just happened. Like this yeah. is like, it didn't, this is, it didn't, like, it didn't land uh, for me. Mm -mm. Because the thing is, it's like, I don't want the humorous element No, because to me, it felt like they were trying to add humor at the end, like the push. Because it is it such off. a dark, dark thing to have, happen in a story that they kind of like you know it's like the studio which is universal studios probably being like you know what? it's got to end on a lighter note which is so crazy because you want to know which movie and i think it was i think it's is it the mist or the fog what's the that mist. movie john that movie has literally the bleakest ending i've ever seen in a movie and they weren't messing with the radio no and they didn't try to mess with the radio uh -huh. he has john, to live with that forever uh-huh the Mist has the craziest ending I've ever seen. And that's in a, movie. a great that's a great parallel um, or because and I thought about that. I'm not joking. I thought about that. I said, this is not the mist. I'm like, this could have been the mist. Mm -hmm. The mist had the not the not the wildest. Mist, yeah, not the mist in terms of like, oh, you just did this terrible thing and you didn't have to. But just like that, the impact of like the weight of what you just decided to do. Yeah, and that's like the weight was there. Uh, that's sort of what was missing for me throughout the story was, yeah, we get little flashbacks into their their previous life and whatnot. And like there's a, there's a gay hate crime, which is it has nothing yes. to do with the story, really. No, and which John, which, it was, which it, is annoying. But um, uh, yeah, I don't I hate that they included that. Yeah, in here because guess what? For what? It didn't pay off. For literally what reason? It, re it really did not pay off. 
It, we don't need it. The only way that it did pay off is that like it's implied that they were all in the same bar at the same time because Dave yeah. Bautista is also seconds as a bartender. Um, yeah. As as well as being a teacher during the day. So it's assumed that like all the four horsemen were there in that bar with them in that fateful night. And maybe that's yeah. why they were chosen. But anyway, so um, could have been. But they also didn't say that either. Right. They were like, we have no idea why we were chosen. Right, right. It's like, OK, well, then why even use these plot devices mm-hmm. that don't matter? I don't even need a backstory for this for them to be like. Yeah. For the guy to be skeptical, for him to be like, you know what? I just recognized that yeah. dude. Because like what, the, one of the four horsemen. Because what the what the uh, what the killing of the husband should should be is the killing of the husband yeah it should be that character andrews or whatever like his his final moment in his character arc well so like you know what i mean like so they should have been teeing up like what is his like fundamental flaw as a protagonist and where does he need to be to become like full and whole as a character as a protagonist and and ultimately unflawed or whatever and through that sacrifice he would he would reach the end of his character arc, but the cost of he that didn't. would be this enormous weight of having done something completely terrible to and then that that didn't reflect in his performance no. at the end. Yeah. Plus, they made it very apparent what his character flaw was. His character flaw was everyone can die. Everyone's terrible. Um, all of this, his char- the whole time throughout the movie, mm-hmm. he was like, everyone hates us. Nobody wants us. It's like the thing is, is do you live in a fantasy? Yes, there are a lot of people who still hate gay people. But the whole premise of this is being like, yeah. Also, oh, also the way in which he kills them being, would be would be way cooler and more horrific if it if they didn't have a gun. You know what I mean? Uh, if he had to do it with one of the tools that they said, the tool slash weapon. Either that or if they just were like, like you have to do it with one of these or if he had to do it like long and slow, that'd be crazy. Yeah, because he would have to have I mean, commitment. Anything other than a gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even the daughter was just like, yeah, cool. You had to at the, the, the final image. She's just basically not sobbing in tears that one of her dads is dead. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of like it peters out at the end. Peter, Peter, Paul and Mary, Peter, Paul and Mary, which basically is what this movie is. <laughs> I guess. Implying. Um, uh, yeah. The movie kind of does peter out at the end. Um, there's not. There's know. a lot of bread, no filling. You know, yes, it's true. And I think that filling should have been tension and suspense. And I did not feel tense or suspense at any moment despite what was happening on screen uh, let me say this and this is going to sound weird for all of you who are out there who don't understand what jelly jam and preserves are <laughs> jelly it's a filling is juice jelly is a juice uh-huh. yes that makes a jelly not a jam a jam is like a chunky it's like a chunky like you know, you put it on bread. A preserve still has fruit in it. So here's your jelly jams and preserves. Okay. That's why we call it jelly jam and preserves <laughs> for you. all of you. This was jelly. It was jelly. It wasn't jam. It was, it was almost jam, yeah. but it definitely wasn't preserves. Yeah. It, it was, it was missing a, a substance. There was some bread, yeah. but it was just jelly. We needed it was, some crunchy bits. We needed some seeds. We needed some coagulation. We, we, we needed some muddled yep, up fruits. Right, John, we didn't get any. Yeah, of we that. need some pulp. 
Okay, so I think, you know, saying all of that, ha- having said all of that, yes. this movie's not a terrible movie. Not bad. But I want to know. But bad. It's a, it's I don't want to say it's, it's a, a not bad, bad, movie. bad movie. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a good okay, bad I movie. I do, actually. I know what you mean. I know what you, I don't even know if it's good, bad. I think it's. it's bad, good. I think it's joker. I think this movie might be. Uh, ooh, uh, there's mediocre. a word. There's a word. A lackluster. It's a John. You're. It's one, there's no polish. No. Did you watch old from M Night Shyamalan, which is his last absolutely. previous feature to this one? Yeah. No, I didn't watch See, it. That one was unique. People hated it, but I really enjoyed it because it did have that suspense and craziness. Like it's also contained on a on a tropical beach. Oh yeah, and I know people get old really quick. They do, and I, I've hear some, I've heard some crazy things about that movie, but I have only heard yeah. basically that like, movie has tension and, and suspense, and there is a twist, but I don't, I don't mind the twist. See, I don't because mind the supernatural twist in the movie because either. the supernatural is real. I think where uh, M Night Shyamalan goes bad in the past is people get disappointed that he plays up the supernatural element and is like, "Oops, it's just humanity." John, I'm okay with that. And here's the thing. You want to know what I love about a movie? A twist. Me too. I want my brain at the end to be like, wow, I was not expecting that. And I feel like I can't, I mean, I'm criticizing like a person who's done really, really great movies. Um, But like the, the twist could have been like, okay, so if you take out the whole news media footage as a window into what's actually happening out there that that immediately dissipates any kind of tension and then what if they're forced to make that choice and he does make that terrible choice and they walk out and and then we we see that it did they did actually save the world and we learn at that point and then we're like that makes it better right so you don't have to like subvert it and be like oh they didn't have to make a sacrifice because that was all fucked up and and lies John, I you thought the I mean? same thing. I'm like, why do we need the news? Like, save, let them actually save the answer for the very end. And they can because he's like walking out into the world with his daughter. And they're like, did we make the right decision? And by the time they, you're 100 percent correct. And I 100 percent believe the same thing. Yeah, they didn't need the news element. The whole point of them being there was trying to convince them. Why do you have to try and convince them using a television? They can watch it happen. Yeah, that's where they went wrong for me. Convince them literally convince them you are either a suicide cult or the end of the world's really happening convince them that the world's ha- the world's ending yeah and, and make them make the decision and then the decision is made by the most skeptical person who is who has been convinced you know what i mean yeah i don't know the thing is though is like okay and i i, I, don't, I didn't um, appreciate the the like the board game rules of what they couldn't couldn't do because they're like you, no. you can't kill yourself that's against nope. the rules. You know what I mean? You can't kill yourself. We can't kill you. We can't do any of this. It's like, yeah, but you can stab them. You can shoot them to keep them there. But the whole thing is about them making a choice. They said the choice is yours. So Dave Batista at one point was like, I have your gun now. Uh, if you guys want to know what we're talking about, you're going to have to watch this. So Dave Batista's like, I can shoot you in the leg to keep you from going. What's the point? Yeah. They, why? Because you already told them. You can't kill them. You can't make the choice for them. They cannot kill themselves. If they choose to leave, that's their choice. The choice has been made. They're leaving. They're not going to do it. The world's going to end. Why would you shoot him in the leg to keep him there? Right. See, there's things like that. (laughs) It doesn't make 
sense. Right. And so to try to make try to make it make sense by arbitrary rules, is, it takes me out a little bit. Like, just let me have let me take the leaps of faith that I need to take to get there. I mean, like, I'm along exactly. for the ride. I don't need these new rules being introduced. John, we watched that movie. What was it? What's the cannibal one? The What's it? Uh, Bones Hunger? and All. Bones and All. What's Hunger? Did it? Hunger is with um, uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh. Back in the day. Ooh. 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 So, <laughs> talk about the thirsty, not hungry. Uh, that's me. So, um, no. So, out of like, <laughs> out of so many weird plot device, out of 10 weird plot devices, I'm giving this movie a f- I'm going to give this movie a four and a half. Yeah. I love the acting and I love the cast. Mm-hmm. The concept was there, but there was no Choices payoff. were made. There was no payoff. Yeah. There was no filling. I hated the way the people died. It, it seemed like it was rushed. Um, mm-hmm. no, this is a, this is going to be a, you can watch it if you want. I'm so glad I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, me too. I'm giving yeah. this a movie of four or four and a half. What did I say? Four and a half. Four and a half. I'm giving it a four fair. and a half. I think that's fair assessment. I just, yeah, I would also I like, so I watched ugh. it. I watched it with redacted and I was and at the end of it. His reaction was, I can't get those two hours back. And I was no, like, you know, it's it, not true. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's not a bad movie. It's just like, what did you do? You wasted yeah. source material that had such a cool concept. And film is so expensive, yeah. dude. You guys shot this in <laughs> film and you could have done it on digital for half the budget and yeah. made way more money. They're like, we need to do this masterpiece in film. No, four and a half. This is getting four and a half. I would say I would give it an, a nice rounded five. You would. I can't do yeah. it. I'm not even going to give it a five. I'm like, you don't. I'm taking half a point off. Yeah. Just because you used film and you wasted it. Yeah. I mean, like performance and craftsmanship was really, really great. It looks yeah. gorgeous. It did. But I feel it like really it did was just look like great. storytelling choices that really, really took me out. I love the cast, though. I do want to see them all in other things. I love the cast. I thought they were great. Yeah. Oh, Dave Bautista in Dune. Oh, yeah. He's good. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's well, going to be coming back for the, the squeak wall as well. Oh, well, I'm here for the squeak wall. Yeah. He's good. He's very like, what? I mean, he kind of. I like him. Yeah. He subverts your expectations because you would expect him to like follow in the footsteps of like John Cena and The Rock. But he's like deliberate. Like he looks like them, but he is going for these more emotionally charged dramatic roles, which I think is great. Right. Also. I love that they cast him in this because he has two gay moms. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he does. He's got two mummies um, or maybe he doesn't have two moms. Sorry, don't quote me on that. I know his mom is gay. He might have two moms now, but I know his mom's gay. So, yeah, um, he's family. I, uh, yeah, he is family. We like him. We like him here. Um, but what was the critics consensus? Because oh, right, Sean, right. Like, I'm not. Yeah, let's not let's not waste any more time. Uh, I'm not here for this movie. So the it is certified fresh. No. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's 67 percent, which is almost 70. I don't know. Yeah, I don't believe the that. audience score is 64 percent. Yeah. So the critics, sure. Yeah, uh, the critics say, although it's often less than scary and parts of the story don't bear scrutiny, a knock at the cabin is a thought provoking chiller 
and upper tier Shyamalan. I disagree. No, I disagree upper too. Upper tier Shyamalan is Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense, Sixth Sense, even which was incredible. Even Lady in the Water was cool. I thought. Le- I thought Lady in the Water was an okay movie. Yeah, not my favorite. But um, uh, the happening was n- not at the happening. time. <laughs> At the time, the happening was happening. Yeah. But having having watched the happening again as an older uh-huh, person, uh-huh. it ain't, it ain't it. happening. <laughs> uh, so the audience says the plot might be a little underwhelming, but solid acting um, and plenty of suspense make Knock at the Cabin a decently entertaining watch. I think it had some suspense. Yeah, like all of these. But don't, I do yeah. agree with the acting. Like people are just. I, People are just siding with the performances at this point. I well, that's because that is the only thing that's really memorable. Like they did a great yeah. job. Yeah, great performers. I hope we see more of um, of when. There are and... some cool little Easter eggs in this movie, though. I do appreciate oh. that each one of the four horsemen were wearing the colors of the horses that they ride in mythology. Oh, really? Yes. And each one's personality trait represented the color. The, like right. Dave Batista was the leader. We had the red, which was the hot headed person. We had um, the girl in the gray who had the sun and she was a cook. She actually represents famine and oh. all of this. And then the one in yellow, Sabrina, her color represents another another trait. So I did appreciate those little things they included. Yeah. Like, that's cool. You know, wearing those colors. Yeah. Um, and they do mention that there's there's just I don't. It just didn't have it didn't have that juice. It didn't have that. John, I jam. thought it was going to be so much better. And we haven't done this in so long. And I thought we we're going to fully get a scary one i know right? i wanted a scary one yeah you know what you know what other other movie that um uh i watched this week that was also very underwhelming in, in a similar me. fashion as as this movie like i left with the same like sense of like blase you know what i mean yeah which one because um, now i'm like it's called the watcher and it's a shutter original but i think it's like on hulu or something now but um uh yeah i i had heard that it was like really, really good and subversive, and I watched it, and no, 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 uh, no. It's called The Watcher. Damn, and it stars nobody. Oh. <laughs> I, I love nobody. Yeah, and the uh, it's like it looks good. It looks great. It is the filmmaker will continue to do things in the future because it looks delicious. Um, uh, but yeah, the, but the, no payoff, uh, no payoff. And the story is just so like one note, no tension, even though you see what they're doing, they're trying to drum up that tension and create it, but it's just not happening at any turn. And I, ugh, such a problem. I see. And the thing is, the last movie I watched before this was the Bob's Burgers one. And it was great. That movie has tension. That one has real tension. <laughs> is that the one where they get like they end up getting uh, stuck yeah, into the, the sinkhole? Yeah, into the sinkhole. Which I thought was great because like the Bob's Burger movie, it's like actually it's really, really good. good storytelling because it's like, actually really good. Like the sinkhole is a metaphor and they get stuck and they get stuck even further uh-huh. down in there. Yeah. Until they realize their their character arc and then they're able to get out of that sinkhole. They're great. 
That's a great movie. I recommend Bob's Burgers, the movie. Isn't, isn't so, Puss in Boots 2 supposed to be like... was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that supposed to be like, like masterful storytelling as well? I guess. How does that happen? I don't know, but Paddington 2 is also... Also Sonic 2. Also Sonic... They're all... These are all like acclaimed storytellings. That's crazy. Why is it the second one? The sequel? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> like... Whatever. Anyway, you guys... Um, yeah. We're so sorry we've been gone. We'll be back to a more regular schedule. Um, and if we take some time off because something happens... Sorry. Yeah. We don't know what to tell you. You can sue us by reaching out uh, yeah. at meangirlsinterrupted at gmail.com to speak with yeah. our representatives. Yes, exactly. But not before you rate, review, follow, subscribe, comment, and stuff. Uh, yeah. And uh, go to meangirlsinterrupted.com for all this information in one easy spot. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah. With that, we're John said yeah. it here. And that you know what else I'm going to say? You know what else I'm going to say? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, oh. We're going to see you at the movies. Roll the credits, yeah. Identification card and a wallet from a decapitated body sitting outside on a patio that has absolutely zero payoff and it doesn't matter. A goodbye. Knock at the cabin, everyone. You knock at the cabin. Soft knock. Bye. <laughs>